All right, not bad. Um, split the final two games of the series. Would have liked to take the sweep, um, especially considering it is the pathetic, lowly, horrendous Baltimore Orioles who are basically a JV baseball team at best. Um, but, you know, it's hard to sweep to begin with, um, especially four-game sets. So you're going to settle for sure with three out of four. The Yankees are still rolling. Uh, six and two on the road trip. Now we head back home. But uh, let's talk about this Baltimore series. Let's get to it. This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Shook up the world again. Anthony for three. Everybody, what is going on? I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and you are listening to episode 370 of the podcast. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. Um, Yankees every series, Knicks every game, MMA on the weekends. So, a little bit of a... Just... Real quick, some housekeeping uh, things to talk about. As far as MMA goes, I know we haven't done an episode in a few weeks. We were going to recap the 274 card, was it? Didn't get to that. I just got very busy. It was the last week of school, and I had a lot of things going on with work. So, weren't able to get to that. But we are going to try to get to one very soon. Uh, There's a chance... Not gonna guarantee, but there's a, a slight chance that I might um, that I will be talking about this UFC Fight Night card coming up on Saturday because uh, a couple fighters on that card that I like. I'm a big Holly Holm fan. Hope she kicks her ass on Saturday. Um, and as for the Knicks, uh, you know we haven't done Knicks in a bit, but the season's been over. There was the draft lottery the other night. And so I was debating whether or not I should produce an episode sometime talking about the, you know, they got the 11th pick. And, you know, maybe we'll drop an episode sometime in the near future. I'm not sure, though. But for now, the, the guarantee is that we will keep talking Yankees. And, um, of course, for these four-game series, um, if you don't know already, what we do for the four-game sets is we do a mid-series episode. And then we'll do our usual post-series episode afterwards. So this episode is the post-series episode to this Yankees-Orioles series that just finished up um, today. Because as I'm recording, it is Thursday, May 19th. Um, And so as you are listening, it should be Friday, 
May 20th. But welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. And if you are new here, be sure to subscribe to the show and download these episodes wherever you get your podcast. Um, Give us a five-star rating and review if you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts because we are currently a five-star podcast and would like to keep it that way. Um, As well as listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other listening platforms. You can now watch the podcast on Spotify. And you can always watch it on YouTube. The video format is up on there too. Um, if you want to follow me on social media. I'm very active on both accounts. On Facebook. Um, that's r.j.carbone. Once again if you want to follow me on Facebook. That's r.j.carbone. Put that into the search bar. rjcarbone. Um, And I'm also active on Instagram if you want to find me at Rob J. Carbone. At Rob J. Carbone. That is on Instagram. Um, And lastly, before we get into the episode, if you guys want to follow along and maybe subscribe to the blog that I write, I write a blog. Um, Content about the Yankees and the Knicks. Currently, obviously, the Yankees are in season, so we're doing uh, recaps of every series with the Yankees. Um, We started it up again. We were down for a bit, had trouble getting on the website. But if you do go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and you put into the search bar on the website, the Bomber Bocker blog, you will find my blog. And be sure that when you subscribe to my blog, the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com, that you use promo code 6A2. 841-ERJC. This way, you get a discount 10% off everything. Once again, go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and put into the search bar either my name or the Bomber Bocker blog and subscribe using code 6A2841-ERJC for 10% off everything. That being said, guys, let's get into it. Let's head to our first break really briefly when we get back. We're going to talk about this Yankees Orioles series. Um, and just a quick reminder, if you did listen to episode 369, then like I just said, this episode we're going to be talking mainly about the third and fourth game of the series because we recapped games one and two in episode 369. All right, But we will talk about everything this episode, don't worry. Um, let's head to break. We'll be right back. guys so i've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch bd4 on youtube 
are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast, and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the channel grow, and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for tuning in to BD4. You are listening to episode 370. Maybe you're watching episode 370. I'm your host, RJ. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good, solid series for the Yankees. You know, not too much drama. There was some outside stuff going on. Um, there was that story that came out, uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, and yesterday, as I'm recording, is is um, Wednesday the 18th of May. Where a Yankees draft pick, I think his name is Jake Sanford. I didn't read the entire story. I just saw the headlines of it and stuff. I, to be honest, they didn't really care that much. But I just found it funny, the headlines. It, it was saying, I read a little bit of it. How he stole his teammate, this Yankees draft pick. Uh, who's, I don't think he's a Yankee anymore. I can't imagine he is. He was caught for stealing his teammates' shit, like their their equipment, their bats, their gloves, their balls, and selling it online to people. He was selling his teammates' shit online, and he got caught doing so. I, I can't imagine how embarrassing that must be. How, how does that even work? Like, do your teammates not know... like? Is just your shit goes missing and then you're all like you're just supposed to sit there and act like what? Like with them? Like I mean, I can't imagine he's still with the team. Could you imagine how awkward that'd be if he was like like tomorrow he's in the dugout and they're like, hey, asshole. But that was just some weird shit I scrolled upon. Uh so that was interesting. Um I'm hearing the Houston Astros might pick him up. Uh, <laughs> that was a poor poor one. Um, Luis Hill, uh, left his start the other day, um, and he asked to come out because he, uh, he had elbow pain. That's not great, Bob. Um, that's never great, Bob. That, that probably means we might hear some really bad news the next couple of days. Um, speaking of bad news, potential bad news, Chad Green was injured as well. He also left the game and his injury was forearm pain. So the forearm usually means it could be an elbow issue. So we could potentially hear some bad news there. <laughs> Wandy Peralta then came in today after Green, I think it was, and he was limping off the mound slowly. Uh, fortunately, he came back in, and it looks like he's fine. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez left today's game with an injury, uh, his lower body. I, so... Oh, on the other hand, I guess a positive, Zach Britton, remember that guy? Um, who I didn't think was ever going to be pitching for the Yankees again. I thought the injury was going to take him out the entire season, and then he was going to walk because he's in a walk year. Apparently, Zach Britton is actually progressing very well, and they said he's throwing 120 feet at the moment, and that he could be, and I quote this because the tweet said he 
could be in the bullpen soon. I honestly was thinking at best August, September, and he was just going to be given a couple of, you know, appearances here and there just to get his feet wet, kind of like Sevy did last season. Wasn't really a part of the team. But apparently he's he's way closer than I thought. Um, yeah, that's it as far as just you know little shit. Um, we're going to get into the series. Let's talk about it. Yankees-Orioles. Uh, again, we discussed the first two games. Like, we recapped it and everything uh, in episode 369. So if you have not checked out 369 yet, be sure to do that. But let's, uh, let's go over the wrong one here. The third game of the set here. Here we go, episode 370. Let's go over the third game of this set uh, where the Yankees took the 3-2 victory on Wednesday. It was Garrett Cole versus Jordan Lyles. Um, you know, you saw the lineup. It was a one of the very few, maybe the first punt day lineup. Well, there was a few of them, you know, at the start of the season when they were kind of experimenting experimenting and shit, but it was a very punty lineup. You had no DJ LeMayu, you had no Giancarlo Stanton, um, and you had Marwan Gonzalez in right field, but didn't matter. Uh, top of the first inning, the Yankees score three runs with two outs. Uh, boy, the Orioles are pretty bad. Um, you have Rizzo dunking in a base hit. Then you had Josh Donaldson with a sharp single to right field. And then Gleyber Torres, with an RBI double the other way to score Rizzo. And um, that was the only RBI of the game for the Yankees because the only two runs, or the two runs after that, was with Gallo at the plate, the same inning. Jordan Lyles throws a wild 1-0 changeup. It gets past Ben Boone, the catcher. Donaldson scores, so it's 2-0. And then Ben Boone... Bamboo makes a poor throw to Lyles, who's covering home plate. Ball gets past Lyles, and Glaber scores. Uh, good heads-up base running there. Great job by Glaber once again. Tell you, Glaber, you know, the other day, uh, scoring from second on that infield hit by Judge. Today, or not today, but yesterday, he looked sharp, not just at the plate. You know, on the bases, in the field. So it's 3-0 Yankees after the top of the first. There's no score until the bottom of the sixth when the Orioles score two off Garrett Cole. He surrenders a base hit to Mullins. Would be a good Yankee, by the way. Um, Then an RBI double to Hayes when Cole hangs a curveball. It's 3-1. Cole then gets uh, Santander to ground out to Glaber Torres for the first or second out. Then Mancini hits a ground ball to Rizzo. Rizzo tries making the play at home. I didn't mind the throw home there. I'm always for preventing the run to score. Um, He couldn't get the runner. Hayes ends up scoring and it's 3-2 Yankees. The Orioles really never, they never really threatened from there. Um, And the Yanks basically just won behind their pitching. So that was that. Yankees win 3-2. Um, you know, offensively, and not much. Uh, three runs on six hits, two extra base hits, one walk, ten strikeouts. Didn't hit into a double play. 
uh, were one for five with runners in scoring position and four men left on base. Um, yeah, pretty pretty uh, quiet, pretty brutal, brutal offensively, considering that Jordan Lyles isn't a very good pitcher. Um, and again, only one run via an actual RBI. But um, good teams find ways to win, even on those nights in the Yankees were able to do that. Um, Josh Donaldson led with two more hits. Labor Torres had the RBI. Uh, the only other Yankees with hits on the night were Rizzo, Glaber, the double, Marwin, and Trevino, who had a double. Rizzo also had three strikeouts, but he did make a nice pick in the second inning for that double play. Marwin, a great night on both sides of the diamond. I'm starting to like Marwin. Uh, Trevi? I think it's time Trevi, Trevi, Trevino gets a nickname. I think it's time he earns Trevi. You know, not only is he hitting lately, but his defense remains very sharp. Uh, he's calling great games behind the plate, handling the pitching staff very well, um, and he made an excellent read on that dribbler down the line, picking it up and quickly applying the tag on Wednesday night. Um, yeah, I, I like Trevi. Give me Trevi over Higgy, uh, 11 times out of 10. He was 3 for 7 this series, and, you know, he's on a nice stretch where he's 6 for 23, which is 260. Um which is probably a hot streak from him. You know, that's the hot streak you're going to get from a Trevino. Um, so keep that in mind. You know, he's not going to go nuts. This is probably the best version of him at the plate. So, which is why I brought up the 6 or 23. Um, who else in this game? Hicks was 0 for 4. A couple of strikeouts. Once again, could not come through when it mattered on Wednesday. Hold on here. Sorry about that. We were getting uh, a little bit of a lag. Uh, yeah, Hicks was 0 for 4. A couple of strikeouts didn't come through. I don't know why Boone didn't have him bunt in that spot during the eighth inning. You know, knowing his egregious slump that he's in and knowing his repulsiveness, if that's a word, with men on base, how, how do you not bunt? We're going to get to his numbers and stuff and we're going to talk a little more about him. But he ends up swinging through an off-speed in a big spot in the 8th, pulling his head out like usual. Doesn't come through. Judge, uh, an 0 for 4 in, in, in uh, Wednesday night's game. Who cares? Gallo was 0 for 3, 3 more strikeouts. He did walk, the only Yankee to walk in the game. Uh, yes, showed a graphic. Yes, Network showed a graphic during one of his at-bats. And it said, I think it said he was 1 for 11 on pitches in the upper third of the zone. And then he strikes out on a pitch in the upper third of the zone to go 1 for 12. And I wonder why he's not good on those upper pitches. It can't be because of that golf swing. Um, IKF was over 4. So yeah, all around the Yankee bats, just quiet. Some missed opportunities, but not many opportunities because the Yankees weren't really getting on base a ton. Uh, you know, Second inning, Marwin had a one-out single. He was stranded. Third inning, Donaldson a two-out single. Nothing there. Lyles from there retires 13 batters in a row. And he's done after seven innings. Uh, eighth inning comes. Trevino doubles off Bautista. Bautista strikes out Hicks. Then he gets judged to ground out. The lefty Perez comes in for Rizzo and strikes Rizzo out. Uh, ninth inning, he had the two-out walk by Gallo versus Lopez. But IKF grounds out. But the Yankees win. Uh, Garrett Cole went seven innings. Six hits allowed. Two runs no walks, five strikeouts, no home runs issued, 97 pitches, and the win. He is now 4-0 and 
4-0 with a 2-8-9 ERA. In his last five starts, um, they've all been very, very ace-like. All of them have been quality starts. Um, altogether, when you combine his last five starts, it equals 32 and a third innings pitched, six earned runs. That is a 1-6-8 ERA. Um, you know, in the bottom of the first, he got into a bit of trouble. Again, he's, he's doing that a bit this year where he's starting pretty slow. Don't love that, but he escapes it. Uh, bottom of the second, third, fourth, and I think even the fifth were pretty clean innings. Um, sixth inning comes. We talked about that. Um, seventh, he finishes his night with a 1-2-3 inning. Um, wasn't his best outing. Banged around a bit more than usual with the hits and a few hard contact outs. Only five strikeouts. His first one didn't come until the fourth inning. But they were all in a row, so that was a pretty fun time. Um, but again, if, if seven innings, two runs is bad for Garakol, then sign me the fuck up. You know, I, I'd like to check into like the game logs of every single Yankee starter and look at their worst outings of the year and see how bad it truly is because I don't feel like we've had any legitimate clunkers so far this season from anybody. Knock on wood. Um, after Cole, Clay Holmes finished it out in the final two frames. One hit, no runs, no walks. A strikeout gets the save. His third save of the season. Okay. Uh, the ERA is down to 0-4-4 for Clay Holmes, which is insane. Um, it's at a point where it's so low that he went two innings, no runs, and it only went down 0.4. So he's at that point where it's like it can't really go down too much further. Um, but that was the first game of the set. Uh, I'm sorry, we're doing it again. That was the third game of the set. And for shit's sake, I forgot to put this on loop, so it's whatever. Um, fucking if you're listening to the show, none of that matters. Game four of the series, which which took place this afternoon. Always got to love those middle of the week day games. I don't get it. Um, and the Yankees lose. They, they finally lose. Uh, nine to six. You had Montgomery versus Zimmerman. Top of the first, the Yankees put two on the board early for Jordan Montgomery. You had Aaron Judge with the walk. Um, Stanton, well, no, Rizzo doubles Judge over to third. So you've got first and third for Giancarlo Stanton, and he drills a line drive to left field. Um, but he stares at it because he didn't learn his lesson from the other night. Um, the two runs still score, but Stanton's limited to just a single. Um, bottom of the second, Montgomery, incapable, I guess, of pitching with a lead, chokes it right back. He allows the two-run bomb to Robinson Chirinos on a high fastball. It's 2-2. Bottom third, this is when Baltimore takes their first lead of the night. Mateo, former Yankee prospect with the RBI single on a changeup by Montgomery, it's 3-2 Baltimore. Top of the fourth, the Yankees do tie it back up. Um, Stanton takes a slider to left field for not a double, but this time a home run just inside the foul pole. Hit this one a little higher. Um, it's tied at three. Top of the sixth, the Yankees take it back with two more runs. Judge and Rizzo, back-to-back base hits. Zimmerman pulled from the game for the righty Baker. Uh, he faces Stanton. Walk Stanton to load the bases with nobody out. Glaber at the plate. Unfortunately, didn't get the clutch hit this time. He strikes out on four pitches. Not the greatest of at-bats. 
Um, and then Aaron Hicks doing the usual Aaron Hicks, pulling his head out, swinging through a pitch. Two outs for IKF, and he's the one coming through. He picks up his teammates with a simple base hit past shortstop and third base. It's 5-3 to three Yankees after 6, or after 5.5. Bottom of the 6 comes, and, you know, the, the, the B-tier bullpen uh, blows it. Castro does Castro things. Um, I, I like Castro. I'm just never comfortable with him out there in tight games because he's wild. Um, and he has a resume of having, you know, poor command. And then Green does Green things. Same thing. I'm never comfortable with him entering the middle of an inning, which Boone continues to do. Um, this is a guy with one pitch that he throws 90% of the time, and he gets lit up when he's off. Um, he's not one of those guys who can be off and still figure out a way. But first, you know, Castro comes into the game, he puts two on base really quickly, then allows another guy to reach with an RBI base hit. It's 5-4 Yankees. Uh, then he's pulled for Chad Green. Green comes in with two on and nobody out. And I'm just saying, oh, well, he's not going to get this done. And he doesn't. He gets a quick strikeout, but then the sack fly to Hicks. And Hicks, hearing his name a lot, gets lazy again, plays it casually, and he lets Nevin's kid go from first base to second base. Uh, I'm sick of the scumbag. Again, we're going to get to him in a second. It's a 5-5 to tie ball game. Then, Green officially blows it by allowing a base hit to root Nettle Door to the right field um, side. And it's 6-4 to four Orioles. Uh, Yankees score, though, in the top of the ninth. They rally and tie it. IKF with a walk. IKF then steals second with Donaldson at the plate. Donaldson ends up striking out on that play. Then Marwin takes the plate. He strikes out. You've got two outs, a man on second base in IKF for DJ LeMayu. And DJ, in need of a multi-hit game, gets one. He slaps a base hit to right field. A little blooper. Great base running by IKF to come round to score. And it's a 6-6 ball game. DJ now 6-for-16, which is 375 with runners in scoring position this season. Bottom of the ninth, though, unfortunately, that would be it for the Yankees' luck. Lucas Litke comes into the game, and again, B-tier squad had a pitch with the lack of arms out there today. They're all overworked a bit lately. Litke comes in. Um, Donaldson first, the throwing error that Rizzo, who was ejected, maybe scoops that up. Um, we'll talk about the ejection in a second. Then the Mancini at-bat, you know, he went 10 pitches. It was a great at-bat but eventually gets the base hit. And then Licky, the first pitch cutter that he leaves a bit up to Santander, Santander, whatever the fuck, he pulls the shit out of it to left field, and it's a home run. The Yankees lose 9-6. to six. Like I said, uh, the bullpen, you know, they blew this game. The offense was not great, but they scored six runs. Montgomery was not great, but he kept them in the game. The bullpen did not do the job. Uh, the Yankees had to use their B-squad relievers today because Michael King has been pitching a ton lately. Clay Holmes has been pitching a lot lately. So, you know, I know I said last night I wasn't concerned about the workload of those two, and I'm not. But I hope it doesn't become one of those things where they're the only two true reliable pitchers that we can use this year out the pen. I hope it's not just like those are the only two great bullpen pitchers we have. Because like, I... I'm not the biggest fan of Chad Green. 
I don't think he's that good. Um, Wandy Peralta has been good, but he should regress. I mean, he's pitching to a 1-6. This is a guy who's, I think he's in his seventh season, has a career 4-3. Um, Litke, also just a journeyman. Um, Castro, I don't really trust in those tight, we need you spots, like I said. I don't think they're going to use him in many of those spots unless they need to because everybody's taxed like today. Lasagna, I think lasagna is going to be key because he was so good for them last year. They came into the season this year expecting him to be the same. Johnny has to get his shit together. Two walks today. I mean, when you're coming into the game with traffic on the bases already, you need to be able to throw strikes, and he could not. He had nothing today. His command has been a problem all season. Um, no four seam today. No two seam. That sinker wasn't working. Change up the curve. Not there. Uh, he now has four consecutive outings where he's put runners on base. And in three of those four, he's put at least two runners on base. And in two of those four, he's let runners score. It, it's got to improve with Johnny Lasagna. Um I like to think it will because he's got nasty stuff, but command isn't there, and he's been getting hit a little harder than he did last year. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Fun fact, though. Uh, Jonathan Loisega, his middle name, this is a, you know, some Nicaraguan kid. His middle name, Jonathan Loisega, is Stanley. <laughs> Am I the only one who laughs at that? That his middle name is Stanley? I love it. I love it. I'm not, I'm not hating on it. Um, there we go. Yeah, so... The bullpen wasn't great. Um, the bats, again, not great, but they scored six runs on ten hits, two extra base hits, six walks, eight strikeouts only. Did hit it to three double plays, um, but were three for eight in scoring position, leaving only seven on base. So, they were good. You know, in general, the numbers say they were good. There were some moments today where the Yankees got on base right away to start off a half inning, but got nothing from it. Like in the top of the second, IKF, the leadoff base hit, nothing. Top of the third, DJ, the leadoff base hit, also nothing. Top of the seventh, Marwin Gonzalez, a leadoff single versus uh, Dylan Tate. Didn't do anything there either. Top of the eighth, Rizzo gets tossed on a strike three call. He's fuming. Uh, Boone comes out, you know, I, I'm actually, I, I'm noticing a lot that the Yankees in a lot of their losses or in games where they're not getting their way, that they're getting very heated and ejected. And I love that. It's good. It shows that they've developed this ticked off, annoyed, semi-spoiled, I only want to win mentality. I love it. I think that's the way to have it. You have to get ticked off and play with an edge and and have the mindset of, I need to win every game. Not I want to, but I need to win this game or I'm so pissed off. It seems like they've got that mentality this season. That's different. Um, But Rizzo strikes out. Stanton walks. You got a base runner there too, um, but he was stranded. So, you know, the box score, good, but there were some moments where we didn't capitalize uh dj rizzo stanton ikf with two hits apiece so that was good uh i want to talk about a few specific yankees um who was the first one hold on ah anthony rizzo seems like he's coming around right he's on a you know a modest four game hit streak this series uh he He's 
5 for 17, 294, with one walk, two singles, two doubles, a home run, an RBI, and 10 total bases this series. Had his first multi-hit game this afternoon since April 28th, which was like that span, it was like the end of that Tony Meatball era where he was just going ape shit and, and scorching hot. Um, so maybe he's coming around a little bit, you know. Judge and Marwin, the only other two Yankees um, with hits this afternoon. Um, like I said, I'm starting to like Marwin. He's been hitting, and he's playing versatile defense. He's Wherever they're asking him to play, he goes, and he does a nice job of it. Um, Aaron Judge, who's actually one of our featured players of this series, um, Judge reached base three times in the uh, in the uh, in the game today. It's been a great stretch for him, and another good series for Judge. He, like I said, is the featured player of the series. There was that was it, his final at bat. There was like a call that the ump could have called a strike, but he called it a ball because like he knew that if he called it a strike, Boom was coming out the dugout with the fucking bat in his hand. Because this wasn't long after Rizzo got ejected. And I was like, oh boy. But, um, yeah, Judge had a great series. Um, and he's one of our featured players of this series. Um, that's not Judge. Here it is. Judge. This series, he played in three of the four games. Um, went five for 12. With two singles, a double, two home runs. Three RBIs, two strikeouts, two walks. And 12 total bases for Aaron Judge. He still leads the majors in home runs with 14 already. Jesus Christ. 14 home runs for Aaron Judge so far this season. Um, yeah, you know, he had a funny interview right after the third game of the set where, um, you know, Meredith was asking him about the MVP chance. And he's like, I don't care. It's May. Love hearing that. Um, he also said he was motivated to produce because he hated how Boone put him on the bench um, the game prior to, which I'm noticing whenever Boone sits Judge, Judge hits a home run or has a multi-home run game the next night. Um, and of course, Boone is going to use that to say, well, look, the rest works. Um, it was funny because Judge was talking about the Bill Jerome Park thing, how he hit a double that should have been a homer. And then Boone also said Bill Jerome Park in his presser. It's like, it's got to be something that they're talking about in the clubhouse if they both both uh, use the same term there. <laughs> they, so yeah, I can only imagine they're, they're you know shitting on the new Camden Yards, which a lot of people are. Um, even Trey Mancini doesn't like it. Um, another great series um, from Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton this series played in three out of the four games. He was four for 11, two base hits, a double, and a homer. Four RBIs for Giancarlo, one strikeout, four walks, and eight total bases. Yeah, I, I really like what I'm seeing from him. He is hot. Um, he is second on the Yankees in batting average um, with a two ninety nine average, which is, to me, that's just hilarious because you think of Stanton, it's like, well, we have this guy to just mash, 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 and mash. But he's leading the team in, uh, or he's second to judge in batting average at 299. <laughs> but yeah, he's doing great. He reached base four times today's game. He had three RBIs in today's game. Uh, he's on a tear. 
You know, he's a run-producing machine this season. He's already got 35 RBIs. Great series for Stanton. Um, yeah, man. I also think Josh Donaldson. Uh, I was close to featuring Josh Donaldson and putting him as one of the featured players of the series. Um, I honestly felt like he should have because he had a great series. He was 6 for 13 with a 533 on base this series. One RBI, two walks, four singles, a double, and a homer. His OPS on the year is officially over 800. And his batting average on the season is officially over 250. And those are the two numbers that I've been expecting and wanted him to live around. So I'm fine. He's off my shit list. Um, he's officially off my shit list. He's hitting line drives the other way. He's got that quick level swing with you know slight lift in the swing path. Love it. I, I love the way he's producing right now. Glaber Torres too, right? Five for sixteen, three thirteen this series. An RBI, two walks, three singles, uh, two doubles. Like we said in the last episode, he's been going the other way a whole lot uh, this year, especially recently, and I love that because that's all about Glaber Torres um, when he's on. He's like I said, he's running the base as well. He's playing good second base. He had the fake tag on that stolen base in the third inning today. Love to see that. That was nice. Um, yeah, who else? IKF starting to hit the ball a little bit again. Three hits in the series, two RBIs and a couple of walks. Clutch hitting today, making some contact. And like I said, he's just the perfect bottom of the order bat. You know, he's not going to walk a ton. He's not going to hit for power, but he's a contact hitting bat. And I think you put IKF 9 and, and you move Hicks down to 10th in the, in the order. Um, talked about Trevino already. Uh, DJ LeMayu, I've got written down here. He's showing some signs of life. Gotta like what you're seeing from DJ. Um, three for his last six, dating back to his final at-bat last night. Two consecutive games with an RBI. Five RBIs in his last seven games. Um... So hopefully he's creeping back up to DJ-type numbers. Also, he played some more excellent third base today. Uh, a few plays. But he made a really nice pick in the middle of this game. He slid over to first base late in the game. He's so versatile, and he's able to play each of these positions very well. You can even make a case his third base has been better than his second base this season. But he's been good over there. Joey Gallo, after hitting well for an entire series... Uh, just like that, throws out an 0 for 13, 8 strikeouts in there, 2 walks. Um, he's back down under the Mendoza, so that was pretty quick. Um, and again, it's it's those high fastballs. It's a pretty easy plan if you're a pitcher. Just give him that high heat. He's not going to be able to make contact with that often. Um, so credit to him, I guess, for the late walk today. But like, if that's what we're crediting him for nowadays, there you go. Um, I want to talk about my pal Aaron Hicks. When we get back from break, we got some things to say. Oh boy, do we. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify, you can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well. 
wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. All right, folks. Now, if you are listening to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a review, if you so please. So once again, this is if you are listening to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. Thank you. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode, but first, I also want to let you know I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com, titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount, $7.99 a month, to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841ERJC, $7.99 a month. All right, welcome back to the show. You're listening to episode 370 of BD4. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Uh, now, for this segment of the show, or this this next couple of minutes at least, um, we're going to be doing audio only. So if you are watching the video format of the podcast, it's just going to be audio only. So that's why you don't see much on the screen but the uh, little promo slide here. But um, I do want to talk about Aaron Hicks because, listen, so you know, you know when a player is like, Stupid hot. You know what? Let me see if I can get the video up. Get the camera up. Let's see if we can figure this out. Because it's it's lagging and I'm trying not to make it lag. Um, We'll try to make this work. So Aaron Hicks. Uh, you know when a player's like stupid hot and they've got like, I don't know. 12 home runs in a month or whatever and you know people will say that it's it's unsustainable for them to be that hot I didn't think being this bad was actually sustainable but here's Aaron Hicks possibly proving me wrong some numbers here for you um <laughs> because it's it's really gotten to a point where wow he might actually be this bad um, yeah, he's now one, well, he was one for 12 in the series with five strikeouts, but this one caught me off guard. I was checking the game logs and after the offer tonight or this afternoon, he is now four for 48 in the month of May. That's an 083 average and the OPS 
heading into today's game in the month of May was 359. So after the Ofer, that went down. The OPS. 300s in a month. That's almost half the season so far. He has just two extra base hits the entire season. Only seven RBIs. Because he's three for 24, buck 25, with runners in scoring position. And five for 38, 132, with guys on base at all. He's got that stupid high leg kick that is throwing off his timing so much. There are so many moving parts in his swing. His head is all over the place. He's swinging out of his shoes whenever he sees a changeup. It's almost Gary Sanchez-like. Remember when Gary had that high leg kick? It just brought zero consistency. It's brutal at the play frame. He's an automatic out. You may as well bring the pitchers back to hit. Because this is the same exact thing. Maybe worse. And on the flip side, he's lazy in the field. I already remember a couple of instances, two different occasions, where Vlad Jr. took the extra base twice because Hicks is lackadaisical in the field. Today, again, Phil Nevin's kid does the same exact thing from first to second on that sack fly. Which, by the way, you already know Phil Nevin was rooting like hell for the Orioles this series on his couch. (laughs) You already know. So, with Hicks... His defense sucks. He can't hit. He can't drive in runs because he's not clutch and he brings a dog shit approach. He has two extra base hits all season, so there's no power left. He swings through every off-speed pitch ever. His only selling point is the walks. But it means zero at this point because he gets out so often that his on-base is now low too. So his best contribution, his only contribution in the on-base percentage is is a mediocre, not even good anymore, run-of-the-mill 330 OBP, which gets lower and lower and lower and lower each and every day now. The funny thing is, now everybody wants to realize this. It feels like now everybody's starting the anti-Hicks train. The lazy thing, I've been on that for years. He's dogged to first plenty of times. He's gotten lazy in center field plenty of years prior to this season. I've been on this train. I've called him a fourth outfielder ever since friggin' Francesa was around. And I was agreeing with Francesa while everybody was like, Oh no, Hicks is five-tool. He's a potential Mike Trout type player. He's a player who can be an all-star at the very least because he had one good year in 2018 and he had 80-something good games in 2017. Yesterday, he had a shot to come through in the 8th inning. Does not get it done. Today, he had a spot in the 6th. No, in the 8th. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I even found myself wanting Joey Gallo to pinch hit for Hicks in one of those spots. I swear to God. It's bad. And imagine being this bad at professional baseball that you get booed by your own fans on the road. I don't even think Joey Gallo has had that experience yet. So his defense now sucks. His speed is useless because he doesn't hustle for one. And two, he makes very bad reads at times. He no longer has an arm. So that fear factor is gone, as you saw today again. It's like when you're not hitting, 
and you're not making those extra efforts out there, you should almost be asking to get booed. Because it's 100% justified. So when it comes to Hicks, and even Gallo, okay, you can't be a World Series contender and have both of them doing this all year. Nobody's flipping out about it right now because we're winning. But eventually, you know, over the course of a baseball season, you're not going to win all the time. So it's either get good or get the hell out of town. And we've brought up Reynolds a few times on the show. We've brought up Benintendi, who's my guy. I want him. Um, That might need to happen. That might have to happen. We're also starting to hear now about, you know, Soto, his name's coming up again over in D.C. Uh, personally, I don't see it, you know, just for a few reasons. I think the Yankees are different now. Hal wants to keep them under the tax. Um, you know, you still got to pay Judge. You know, I know Soto's not due for another deal in, I think, two seasons. Um, Gallo's only making $10 million, so he's off the books after this year anyway. And two, you know, Cashman has shown time and time again recently that he likes to be the guy to rip other GMs off. You know, he's been hanging on to his top-of-the-crop high-end prospects. So if anything, if it stays this bad with Hicks and Gallo, I think at worst you, you stay in-house and try going with uh, Esteban Floreal, who has 11 RBIs and 11 stolen bases in 29 games this season. Um, and I've been advocating for Floreal to play over Hicks for a few seasons now. <laughs> but honestly, man, um, at least you, know, you can use Floreal now. But once, like, Trades start happening. Honestly, Benintendi, Brian Reynolds are, are no household blockbuster names that are going to gut your system. Now, they're going to cost a haul, but it shouldn't be anything that Cashman shies away from right away. He should at least pick up the phone and start dialing. And if Boone has any balls, while this dumpster bag Aaron Hicks is still on the roster stealing money in the meantime... He most definitely, without a doubt, should be on the bench tomorrow night at Yankee Stadium against Chicago. Honestly, he should be benched for the series, but, you know, he just, he can't be starting for long. This has to end. I actually almost want to see Hicks play tomorrow night, to be honest, because I want to see, I want to hear the Bronx hound the shit out of him and make him feel like the beta he is every time he walks up to the plate to record his offer. I'm just, I'm just like, I am done with Aaron Hicks. Um, Higashioka is also wearing on me a bit. Now, at least Jose Trevino has provided semi-occasional offense, right? But Higgy couldn't hit a beach ball if it was placed on a tee in front of him. Um, hitting the Mendoza for Higgy is like hitting 400. And wasn't he supposed to be this kid with, with like opposite field pop? If you handed him a metal bat right now, he still probably couldn't hit one out. He also had a very costly catcher's interference late today. Where's this Ben Rothfit kid? He's injured every time we get an update. It's a setback. So, I mean, if we're talking trades and we want to make a trade, maybe you go out and and look at this uh, Wilson Contreras guy. I've always been a big fan of Contreras. I wanted him ever since Gary started you know, going downhill. I was a big fan of him. Still am. I would not be opposed to calling up uh, Chicago and seeing what, uh, what's his name wants for Contreras. Is it Epstein still? 
Montgomery was so-so today. Uh, didn't have his best stuff. Finally gets some run support, but doesn't really use it to his advantage. Five innings, seven hits, three runs, three strikeouts, no walks, a home run. But again, like we've been saying, if this is the worst you get from Montgomery, then you take it and run with it. It's the bullpen you have mostly to blame today. Whatever. Uh, six and two road trip after that loss. The White Sox are up home game tomorrow night. Nestor Cortez taking the mound. Dallas Keuchel will be pitching. Dallas Keuchel is washed. He bitched you around last time out. Don't let that happen again. If you're the Yankees, you must go out there and dominate. Let's wrap it up with the NYYMYK MMA question of the day. All right. So, for this episode, episode 370, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is, who managed the Yankees to two World Series titles and an American League pennant from 1961 to 1963? Who managed the Yankees to two World Series titles and an American League pennant from 1961 to 1963. Let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I will give you a shout out on the next episode. If you don't get it correct, but you at least attempt to guess the answer, I'll let you know what the answer is in the next show. So one last time before we wrap it up tonight. Who managed the Yankees to two World Series titles and an American League pennant from 1961 to 1963. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and that'll be it with this episode. We're going to wrap it up right here. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.